0: hello and welcome to this week's episode of the giant pod with me andy rintmore my guest this week is outdoors mountaineering adventuring wild camping wild swimming you name it extraordinaire alice keegan we talk about her displeasure with working in marketing in the big smoke of london and how she retreated back to her hometown of froome to begin work as a graphic designer, whilst simultaneously rediscovering the outdoors and the pleasures of being outdoors and the therapeutic, uh, mind-calming, soul-realigning qualities of being outside and getting amongst it. Uh, We talk about her passion for that and how she began small and worked her way up to now what you probably call a sort of an outdoors influencer on Instagram and social media. We have a great chat. It descends into a bit of silliness here and there because we're both recording this at the end of a very long day for the both of us. Uh, It's a great chat. It's a great it was great to hang out with Alice. Um, I think you guys are gonna enjoy this one. Um, We haven't had a conversation like this on the giant pod yet about someone who just goes out in in nature for um for themselves, for their personal benefit, um, and to do all kinds of solo adventures and all the characters and the experiences that you have along the way uh, it's really great it was really good to sit down with alice uh, as i said i think you guys are going to enjoy this one so here it is this is alice keegan on the giant pod enjoy Uh, okay, cool. Where shall we begin? Where shall we begin? In the shadow of your f- <laughs> no. famous drummer brother. Let's talk about him. <laughs> um, so you get into graphic design. Is that the first? Is that your first sort of like um, career? Career, would you say?
1: Yeah. Um, well, actually, advertising, right. creative advertising. Um, that's why I studied at uni. And then I worked in advertising in London for like six months and that's about as much as, as I could, could take. take of it. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I'm done.
0: Tell me about that.
1: Um, just like a lot of work and late nights and stress and not very much pay. And yeah, just wasn't, wasn't fun. Like the course, the uni course was just super fun. I like, absolutely loved it. Like just had, like, kind of a family that we all worked together and and then, yeah, got out into the... I think, basically, when I was a teenager, I saw myself as this, like, high-powered businesswoman living in the city, working in right. advertising, you know, like you see on, like, rom-coms. <laughs> <laughs> and Did you uh, buy a, a, a blazer
0: with padded shoulders? No, you know, for the no, power
1: but, that like, that was on the cards. Um And then... Yeah it wasn't like that (laughs) it was a lot of uh, hard work and just just wasn't fun I just it just wasn't what I thought I wanted to do it was just a lot of stress basically and I could see the people the creative directors that were like years above me and they were stressed they had families and they were like staying till midnight working on these pitches and stuff and I was like I don't really want that. Um so Did they sort
0: of fetish, fetish fetishize
1: Yeah, it was all that, like, was it like
0: I've worked so hard, yeah. I've, so I've pulling uh, a late it's one like,
1: tonight. Such that culture in London, it's like who yeah. who works the hardest, and I was just like mm, I'm not sure if I want to be in this like little bubble where we we're all like competing about how hard we work all the time and don't have a life. This
0: pissing match of misery.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know. exactly. Um, And like the perks were good, like we got free cans of coke (laughs) 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 Um, and then maybe if you like made it, you'd get to go and travel somewhere on a shoot, but.
0: Right, what does made it mean in that world?
1: Well, like working on like big campaigns and stuff, like TV ads and, but it's probably all changed now because.
0: Because COVID.
1: Well, not COVID, but like social media, like.
0: Oh, how long ago are we talking then that you were there?
1: Well, 10, 11 years ago.
0: So social media hadn't, it hadn't taken its grip uh, well, on the world it was like completely. Facebook
1: around. then. Right. <clears throat> and maybe the beginnings of Instagram. Right. But um, it wasn't like, we. there was like a little bit of digital marketing. Right. But um, it was mostly, yeah, TV ads, print print. print adverts. Whereas. So what,
0: what were you advertising? What kind of, what were your client, what's the client uh, base like? <laughs>
1: Did some stuff for Compare the Market. Nice.
0: The Meerkat. <laughs> the Meerkats, is they, they that old?
1: Yeah. And was, that what's old? his
0: face? The, tw- the twiddly, uh, the yacht? The, uh, the op- let that's
1: Go Compare. We didn't work on that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um,
0: sorry, Compare the Meerkat, wasn't Yeah. It? Sorry, sorry. Not Go Compare.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know. Did
0: you see that advert with him and go, Bastards?
1: No, because I didn't come up with the, the idea. Op- that was right. the thing, like, when you're first starting out, you're, like, trying to come up with ideas, but most of you are just working on campaigns that have already started and just writing scripts and... um, I mean, I did stuff for, like, Aer Lingus, which is, like, a real cheap Irish airline.
0: Nice.
1: (laughs) And it was just like, oh, I thought I was going to be working on these really cool... On,
0: like, a shoot somewhere. Yeah, and, and like, you know,
1: maybe if I had stuck it out, I probably would have done, but it just wasn't for me. So Um, what did
0: you do then? Were you, like, okay... London, was it London? Is London like a character in this part of the story? Do you know what I mean? For many people, like a big city like London, specifically London, when we talk to people generally, people kind of see London as this like character that's like weighing down on them or some like impenetrable, like commercial beast that they can't seem to tame. That's a really
1: good way of putting it. Um... Should
0: have been in marketing. Should have (laughs) Yeah,
1: the big character of London weighing you down. Um, yeah, but not at that point. That point, I'd only been in London for like a year, so I was still quite enjoying it. Um, I decided to do a master's in graphic design because I wanted to do a bit more of like the sort of hands-on side of it. When you're working in advertising, you're just sitting around thinking of ideas mm. and then someone else does the actual like making of the advert. Um but to be honest, I wanted to leave advertising completely. I did a master's in graphic design in Kingston, so I still lived in London and I just commuted out to Kingston. Um, and then I wanted to go into the music industry, so then I got a job in the music industry in, as a graphic designer. Oh. Yeah.
0: Tell me a bit more about that. <laughs> Who did you do work for?
1: Well, firstly, I... Got an internship at Ninja Tune, the record label. Have you heard of them? Like an indie record label. Look after like Bonobo and people like that. I
0: I know Bonobo.
1: Yeah, that that sort of like obscure kind of... Hipster. Yeah, hipster music.
0: But Bonobo, great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, really good. Great. Um, And then I went on to get a job at a company called The Creative Corporation and...
0: That was a creative name, wasn't it?
1: (laughs) I know, a bit long, I think. Sorry, Dave, who owns it? (laughs) Um, And yeah, just worked there for three, four years maybe. I worked my way up to creative director of the company. It was quite a small company. And we worked on stuff for Jimmy Page and David Gilmore, um, London Grammar, Elton John, (laughs) like loads of cool stuff. Right.
0: What was this like? Album covers, a mixture. Or? So,
1: Jimmy Page was the best one. We did like a limited edition uh, vinyl uh, artwork. This all-encompassing kind of box set. Right. It was for all the uh, sound film soundtracks that he did. Okay. Um, and that was really that was actually really fun to work on. That was like the last thing that I worked on. Did you um, meet him?
0: Did he come in the office? I did
1: meet him like once. He was really cool. Actually, he was like basically just do what you want to do. Yeah. Loved all my ideas, like it was it was great. Um and then yeah, David Gilmour did uh, album artwork for his album, which is called Rattle That Lock, which was like his sort of most recent maybe.
0: Right. <clears throat>
1: but this was like maybe eight years ago. So
0: he's probably put out a couple of live albums. Up, yeah, since something else. Then.
1: But um and then, so they were like the two big ones, and then a lot of digital campaigns and websites and stuff like that for other artists. Um, but it was mainly like catalog stuff. Right. And it was it was fun. Like it was it was cool to work in the music industry for a bit. Right. And then it got very much like again. It was one of those things where you thought it was going to be cool, but actually, you're just dealing with a lot of egos and a lot of stress, and a lot of your ideas get diluted down, and everyone wants their say all the time. And you just, it's that kind of bubble again in the music industry where like everyone just loves that they work in the music industry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was fun. And, but at that point, at the end of that job, I was done with London then. So right. that was after I'd been in London for six years. And
0: oh, you were there for a while then? Yeah. Um, what was it about? Is it just the pace or...?
1: Yeah, just... It's a really lonely place, London. Like, it's one of those places that you're surrounded by people, but mm. no one can afford to do anything. Everything takes an hour to get to, so no one wants to travel to do anything. And by the time you get home from your stressful job you're just too knackered so you just sit in your room and eat like leftover sushi <laughs> that sounds so middle
0: class <laughs> I thought you were going to say leftover Chinese <laughs> <No>. <laughs> last um, night's uh truffles
1: no yeah. they used to do this thing at, um oh god I'm thinking I sound like such a dick right now <laughs> they used to do this thing at Itsu where like after 5pm you could get half price sushi so on the way home from work I used to buy that and yeah, it's the really. same
0: sushi at half the price. Exactly. Marketing again. I should have done it, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. The same sushi <laughs> at half the price. Very good. Yeah, love it. Okay. Well, um, have you ever? Do, do, do you into you into comedy at all? Stand up comedy and stuff like that. Do you like that stuff?
1: Mm, a bit.
0: Have you ever heard of Bill Hicks? No. Okay, Bill Hicks is the man, right? Okay. Check him out when you can. He's got this whole bit where he's like, "If you work in advertising, fucking kill yourself." <laughs> And he's that's like, exactly
1: what it's yeah, like. <laughs> he's
0: like, mm, we're going after this dollar. We're going after this uh, potential dollar here. We're going, he's like, fucking kill yourself. <laughs> this
1: is so good.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. Bill Hicks is great, and uh, and I imagine what the the what he's talking about there is kind of the stuff you were feeling. That kind of like, uh everything's a bit like probably a bit like American Psycho, where everyone's up their own arse. And
1: yeah, that's exactly like it's just egos. That's all yeah. I can describe it as. And like, you just have this
0: cynical and,
1: yeah, and like you go out for drinks after work and like, oh, it's just, it's just not fun. And then you come home, you're hungover the next day and then you do it all again. You go for like a lunch and then you have drinks at lunch. And it's, it's not a healthy lifestyle. Mm. I'm sure there's people listening that like live in London. Maybe and love it. And oh, I like yeah. absolutely love it. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: um,
1: but it just wasn't for me. I just had enough. And at the time as well, I was like in a relationship that I wasn't happy with. And, I didn't really get on with my boss. I wasn't enjoying the job anymore. I wasn't really being like creatively challenged anymore. I felt right. a bit like I was just not inspired. I was just done and I was done with London and living in a grotty, tiny little moldy flat and paying loads of rent for it basically.
0: Right, so you were like send to your boyfriend, "Sing you up. I
1: handed my notice in. I broke up with my boyfriend. In that order? <laughs> Uh, no, That's I broke, up. One, I broke up with it? my boyfriend first Right um, And then I handed my notice in And then I decided to uh, move back to Froome Okay um, And I mean, the the girls I lived with were all going our separate ways anyway So we just, like it was quite straightforward Another girl moved back to Froom, And then I was like, I'm going to do that as well End of an era Yeah
0: But like Kind of, some people you just got to get out of your system, haven't you? Yeah, I think Go and try it, and then you realize it's not for you. I would still
1: encourage people to to go and do it. Like, I had a great time the first few years. It was so fun because, especially growing up in a small town, like, you don't experience that city life. And it is really good to kind of, yeah, go and have fun and go out and go to all the art galleries and the theatres and experience all that sort of stuff. Um, but I just realised I'm a country girl. I'm not a city girl.
0: <laughs> You're a country girl at heart.
1: Yeah, I'm a free me through and through.
0: Did you feel like when you left the flat or house, or whatever the apartment, um, in 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 London, did you feel like it was like mask time, time to be this like, hey, yeah, we'll go for a, a business lunch and. You know, oh yeah, we'll we'll do uh, we'll we'll have a, a gin at lunch and put it on the company credit card. Well, <laughs> did you feel like you were like playing a role, like you were just kind of doing a thing, like yeah, like you were it. in a culture and you were just kind of like going along with it because that's how that world kind of runs.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people in that industry and in London are like that, like. They kind of, And they kind of come out of London and all they talk about is... London. I'm going to offend loads of people now, aren't I? <laughs> Sorry.
0: Absolutely. Um, <laughs>
1: but, I mean, I did it. Like, I, I doubt thought, anyone's I thought,
0: going, <laughs> Alice, how dare I'm to my core. I'm hurt. I don't do I'm that. I'm hurt by what you just said.
1: Go yeah, for it. Yeah, true. <laughs> Go for
0: it um (laughs) set it on fire no
1: i used to do that as well like come come back to Froome or go visit someone that didn't live in london and like all i talked about was like how great london was and but it was just
0: you're talking about me in this aren't you (laughs) (laughs) it's an indirect via a podcast (laughs) yeah yeah okay so you get back to Froome and you're like okay yeah all right um I know how to do graphic design and marketing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so... If you continue to do that, right?
1: I moved home with yeah. my mum at 27. Shout out, mum. Always fun. Um, yeah, shout out, Sal. <laughs> um, but it was it was really good. Like, to be honest, I just moved home. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was just like, I'm going to have a month off. I'm just going to, like, have have some space. I'm going to... Well, actually, can we, like, go back a few steps?
0: We can go back a few steps. Yeah, yeah. It's your <laughs> story. Do what you want.
1: So before I left London, I... Because um, this links in with the hiking. So, okay. Um, I read the book Wild by Cheryl Strayed. Don't know okay. if you've ever heard of it or watched the film. No. Um, anyway, it's about this woman who hikes this really long-distance trail in America. And I was like... I want to do this. I want to get out and hike and be in nature. So basically, I just um, booked a train from London to the Lake District. I bought a load of camping gear and hiking gear. I uh, got the train up to the Lake District. I hiked from the train station to a campsite. I camped on my own. And the next day I climbed Scarfall Pike, which is the highest mountain in England.
0: You just did that first one you did, right? Just first one just I so did. I just, um, I'm just going to see if it's for me. I'm just going to go camp alone in this random place. <laughs> yeah. And then hike the highest this, mountain uh, this, in England.
1: This, this, I think, goes to show like just how miserable I was, though. Because right. I was like at that point where everyone was like, Alice, what are you doing? Like You need to be careful you don't know how to read a map. Like
0: Right. Okay. And I was, was lots like
1: of... I was like, nah, I've got to do it. Like I've got to go. And I just wasn't listening to anyone. And for me, I was just like, there is no like other option. Like I have to go and do this. If I die, then fine.
0: So be it. <laughs> so be Take it. Take me nature so from back to where I came.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, it is quite quite a big thing. But right. I loved it. Like It is a big
0: thing. It's the highest mountain in... Did yeah. you get to the top of it and go, oh, fuck, I've got to get back down? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I got to the top of it and I thought, oh, my God, that was the scariest thing I've ever done because I got completely lost. Did you? And I had to go up the harder route where you have to scramble.
0: Well, well, well back up, scramble, tell so me.
1: Scramble is like... Kind of like climbing, but not so upright, and you don't have ropes, so... So is it
0: a little bit like you're sort of pawing your way up as well? Yeah, right. so you're like
1: you're not like, you know, vertical. Right. But you're like, kind of like this, and there's loads of rocks. So is need, it a
0: steep incline? A
1: steep incline that you need to use your hands and legs for. So
0: you're like Mowgli. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the cloud is coming in, and... I realised that actually reading a map and compass was a lot harder than I thought it was going (laughs) to be. But I did make it to the top all by myself, and then up there I met this guy who. um,
0: What just up the top of the mountain is a guy at the top of the highest. Well, there were
1: a few people up there, thank God. I was like quite relieved.
0: So we were able to like look at them and sort of follow where they were going. Because in my head, when you're telling me that story, you're on your own.
1: (laughs) No, well, to be fair, like it is a busy mountain, but I left really early in the morning. It's a
0: busy mountain.
1: (laughs) It it's is. It's
0: busy this morning. I don't know. That's just, I know for you, you that find that's that really, funny, but that's, that's like, really normal yeah. for me. I'm like, that just sounds. Have strange. you seen a lot of traffic on the peak? Yeah, so Snow-
1: <laughs> you go to Snowden in the peak of summer and you have to queue to get to the the top.
0: I don't um, want it. I don't want to know there's about toilets it.
1: Toilets and a cafe up there like,
0: while everyone does their. Oh, some someone's like, take a picture of me looking wistfully out over the. I mean,
1: that's funny because that's exactly <laughs> what I say to my best friend all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Quick, get that shot of me looking out over I'm the like, horizon hey, Laura, from behind. Can you
1: just take this picture? Of me? Hold on, you've got to get my hair flowing but in the wind. But it's
0: fine when like you do it, but it's it's just it's just like it's something else when you got to watch like multiple people do it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I try and do it when there's no one around.
0: The post, the, the the social media post in a vacuum is a different thing to like seeing it, I know. seeing it unfold in front of you, isn't uh, it?
1: But yeah, you kind of have to get over that embarrassment if you like want to make a thing out of it. Exactly.
0: Have you seen? That page influences yeah. in the wild. Yeah. I love that. Page. It is
1: good. I could I could be on there, I it, think, quite easily.
0: It's just like people like it's just like bikini models or like models like <laughs> on the beach, like that. on all fours, like looking really hot, and their boyfriends like trying to get a picture for their thing, and then like this fucking huge wave comes in and just <laughs> takes them out.
1: The funny thing is, is that like <laughs> this is what it's like for
0: me. And you're like, ha! Ah! <laughs> when
1: i go and uh, go swimming and i've got my gopro i think people must look at me like i'm absolutely mental
0: but this is what you do now exactly Yeah. like um okay so you get so you're up this mountain you get to the top there's a load of people up there
1: yeah so anyway there's this guy that um (laughs) i get chatting to him and i say like you know this is my first mountain that i've done on my own take some pictures of me please I actually did say that. Yeah. Um, we get chatting he's actually from Somerset which oh. is kind of cool and uh yeah I just said to them like can I follow you back down?" because <laughs> I don't want to get lost. Long again. story short
0: he's been married for 10 years.
1: <laughs> no. He was like 60. <laughs> oh. Um not that there's anything wrong with an older man but anyway not uh, <laughs> ones that, not
0: ones that climb mountains. <clears throat>
1: um It's funny because this is kind of going off on a tangent but um everyone says to me like oh, you'll meet the love of your life on top of a mountain but the only men that I meet on top of mountains are like 60 year old men Yeah, and I had one the other day
0: and this is the weekend when they're not in the nudist camp
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had one the other day that asked me if I knew Jesus
0: really? So, yeah weird yeah. What, on the mountain.
1: Yeah, it's just me and him. You're Nowhere all else. looking for
0: something up those mountains, aren't you? You're all in search of something. You're all looking for yeah. your own bit of divine. I
1: mean, I can. I mean, this is really going off, but I can kind of see it. You know, when you're up there, I can kind of see why people would be like, "Yeah, someone must have made this because it's awesome. It's really cool."
0: Oh, so you feel a bit of a, sort of a, a creationist vibe creeping?
1: Yeah, you. like I don't believe that personally, but I can see why people do.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's awe-inspiring, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: because it kind of feels like mm, overwhelmingly amazing. Yeah. Like
0: How could this all just be accidents of tectonic plates <laughs> crashing together <laughs> yeah. over millennia?
1: But it was quite How funny because be? he was just like, Do you know Jesus? And I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Do you know Jesus? And I was like, Uh not not personally. Right.
0: Yeah, it must be strange when someone asks you something like that when you're like were there other people around? No, it was here? literally oh, like the
1: whole yeah. time.
0: No, that's how horror movies it's a horror movie. Oh thing, no, isn't it?
1: yeah. It didn't scare me though, I just
0: thought Have you ever met Jesus on <laughs> the top of a mountain? Do you wanna? Okay. So um So anyway. So then you get the bug for it.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I really do get the bug for it. Right. I joined a load of hiking groups, I'm like
0: off. And these Facebook groups, or are they like no, proper like group like, groups? No, this
1: was like, so the first ones I joined were on Meetup, I don't know if right. you've ever heard of that.
0: I think I've heard of it, I've never been it's on like it. a
1: website where you meet up with people. Okay. So, um,
0: like people that actually want to do stuff. Do similar things right. to you,
1: basically. Um, yeah, so I joined like two really awesome groups and they were kind of London based and We'd kind of get the train down to the South Downs, or go for a weekend in Snowdonia or the Lake District, or and I made like a really cool group of friends of them, and absolutely loved it. Did that for probably like three, four years, Um, and then I just got to the point where I was like, I want to do this by myself. Like, I want to get out on my own. Um, And was
0: that because like you'd be trying to enjoy a moment, and you'd find that. You know, next to you, you've got someone sort of going <laughs> up this mountain next to you and like trying to make small talk. Yeah. And kind a of bit. Just like, oh, I just wish you'd just put your headphones in. i just like, just go away. I'm just. Doing
1: yeah. This. Like sometimes it was fun, like really, if I was in a sociable mood. But yeah, sometimes I just right. wanted to be by myself and not have to make conversation with people all the time. I am a bit of an introvert. So it was kind of exhausting.
0: It can be, can't it? Yeah. I have days where I've, I, as you know, I'm a very sociable role.
1: Yeah, you're like the most extrovert person ever as well.
0: <laughs> but, then, but then like most of the time I don't want to be bothered. Really? Yeah. When I get home, if I'm on my way home... I don't really necessarily. So you can't
1: talk. really hide, can I can't you? Can't <laughs>
0: hide. No. So it's weird. I, I'm, <clears throat> it's it is strange. I'm an extrovert, but I've also got those introvert bits where I, think I know when does. it's time to knock it on the head mm. and just like exist on. And I quite like it when I go home on, on my own and yeah. just like.
1: I think it's important, even if you are massively extroverted, just to like spend time with yourself, because I think you can use socialising as an excuse to kind of run away from yourself and parts of yourself that you maybe don't like. Right. Um, And, I mean, this is kind of why I think hiking alone is so important and why I do it all the time is because it kind of forces you to be with yourself, even the bad parts of yourself, like your negative thoughts and stuff, and kind of befriend that part. This sounds really, like, crazy. No, 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 um, it doesn't, no. Like, and I think that really helps with, you know self-confidence and stuff like that and just being okay with being on your own and having your independence and stuff like that I think it's really important and I don't think we do it very much these days because we're constantly distracted right we've got so much to watch and to read and to listen to and people to talk to and social events to go to Um, I think it's rare that we do just Take time out just to sort of be in silence with ourselves and just like be basically. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I get the most out of it, and why I kind of tell people to do it right. all the time. Well,
0: it's an important, it's an important message, isn't it? You know, there's this is a theme that comes up throughout some podcasts on on here. If you go back through the the catalog, is if people like find um. They find sort of refuge and solace mm. in, in nature, and they're people that you know. Generally, you probably wouldn't think would want to be sat alone with just their thoughts, because they're quite sort of like, you know, <laughs> peppy, kind of like energetic sort of people. Um, and it does them world of good, or they 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 manage to sort of like figure that out, like you have, and yeah. um, and they get amongst it. Um, you've but what's interesting about what you've done with it is that you've created a real social media following of what you mm. do, right? Yeah. And so you're an introvert, but you're doing an extrovert thing, aren't you? You're, you, There's an extrovert side of what you're doing, which I think is quite interesting.
1: But it's not... Um, it's not well,
0: showy-offy. It's not vain. Yeah,
1: to be fair, like... I mean it, it kind of is I had to get my head around that when I it was only March of this year that I decided that I wanted to kind of make the outdoors into a, a career and try and yeah make that into a thing basically I had 600 followers at that point on Instagram I just would like, rarely post just some photos, like, of mountains occasionally. Just a normie account. Just a, yeah, normie account. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and then I just sort of did this solo wild camp in Exmoor. And... um
0: when you say wild camp it yeah. mean this means because you'll have to bring me in on some of your terminology which is what i want to get into like okay. get nitty gritty with this because okay. i am curious about you what you do yeah. and the things involved with it so a solo wild camp obviously you're on your own
1: mhm
0: wild means you're not going to like a a campsite or or somewhere that's sort of like predetermined to be a yeah, place exactly. where you can stay so you're actually just going out fully of your own accord, finding a spot that's not really looked after by anyone, there's no facilities or whatever, and you're just doing it, you're proper doing it.
1: Yeah, you just kind of go for a hike, and then you just find somewhere, and then you set up your tent, and then you (laughs) sleep in your tent.
0: (laughs) I think I would get so bloody bored. I think it would be great, I think it would be really cool, like getting there, setting up, oh, the sun's going down better set up camp do you know what I mean before you get it all done that like kind of rush and then being like you got that nesting thing haven't you oh, where you kind of go like oh sick alright cool yeah. we've got this you know and then do you do campfires and stuff or like no okay. it's
1: like against kind of wild camping rules Fires. <sighs> sorry to this break me. it to you god
0: there's a killjoy in everything isn't there? <laughs> so what will happen some bloke will show up with a no. With a clipboard and be like, oh, What are you doing? No,
1: you can like set the whole national park on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can have a campfire if you've got like a off the ground special thing, right? But you, when you're carrying all your stuff, you that, don't want it, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, I just think I'd get bored because then I'd be like, Now, what do I do?
1: Are you like, Do you go to bed quite late?
0: Yeah, I've got ADHD, mm, yeah. I might. I'm not really like that all the time, but my 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 brain is if I'm asleep, it's off, and then it's that's it. It's I mean, only off when I'm asleep.
1: I'm kind of the same. Like I've got a very active brain, and like I really struggle with sleeping because I'm always thinking of things. I always describe my head as like a radio, like a radio that's like in, always in between stations, kind of thing. Oh, sick. Like I'm always like flicking from one to the next, and um. I find that being out in nature helps me like get out of that, get out right. of that head. And I'm all I'm thinking about is like, oh, the sunset is really nice. And right, I should probably get my uh water boiled so I can eat some food. And like so it's kind of it kind of brings you back to basics and it stop <laughs> I always think like I've always suffered from anxiety. I think that it gives my anxiety a purpose. So right. You've got genuine things that you have to be worried about, and you have to be thinking right. about. And the things that give me anxiety day to day is like stupid things that right. you shouldn't really be worrying about because they haven't happened yet or they're in the past; so it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. Whereas when I'm out in nature, it's like no, I, ha- I have to actually be worried. Like I there's have
0: consequences to, be, yeah. to you not doing what you should be doing, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So it kind of relieve the anxiety in a way because it's got somewhere to go yeah and then um I don't get bored because I'm kind of thinking about those things I have to do I take a book so I read but to be honest as soon as the sun goes down in the summer I go to sleep because then I'll be awake at like 5am for sunrise right so it's and there's always things to do
0: yeah so so t- tell me so tell me like run me through it so you go you find a spot mm-hmm. Do you do all that stuff where like you look up and you think oh there's nothing that's going to fall on me and stuff like that how like cuz you can get these things called widow makers can't you if you're sleeping in the forest. Yeah, if you're sleeping in the forest, it's where like bits of tree have died and fallen off and they're sitting in the canopies and stuff. Maybe we're not maybe this isn't in England, but there was a thing I heard about and if you if you set up a campfire underneath these, then the the warm air rising from the fire can loosen these branches in the trees disturb them and they come down and crash on you and kill you mm. called widow makers so what you do and if you're in a, a forest and you need to make a fire in camp you need to look up through the canopy and you need to set up your fire so that you're you're firing your your um, smoke and your warm air like rising it. through the through a gap in the canopy mm. so you're not disturbing any of any of the stuff that's like you know maybe for years or months things have been falling and sitting in trees and sitting very sort of vicariously. There you go, I might save your life. I
1: was just going to say, <clears throat> I didn't think that you would be teaching me stuff about the outdoors, but uh, where I did know, you learn I, that? I'm on no like...
0: stranger to a seven foot sleeping bag and an <laughs> apex tent, a poncho.
1: Yeah?
0: Yeah, uh, bungee strapped to a tree. I've done it all. Have you? Yeah, I've done it all. I was an army cadet. You? Yeah, yeah. So, I've, I've oh, My done, best
1: friend Laura was an army cadet. She doesn't shut up about it. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. I shut up about it. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Sometimes I bring it out. Um, um, I've done no, that's things. cool. So I didn't
1: know about that. But to be fair, I don't really camp in forests. I don't know why. It's not like a personal preference. Well, it just... might
0: be like, you know, you might just start getting more more hardcore yeah. as things go on. You might be like, I'm going to go deeper in that forest. Yeah, or I'm, I'm going to go... light a fire.
1: And I'm not yeah, going to get gonna killed by, by a branch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So no, I don't look up. Usually I'm...
0: You will. Next time, <laughs> you'll be like, there's no tree there. What am I looking up for?
1: Yeah, because usually I'm literally like on the side of a mountain where there aren't any trees.
0: Oh, do you ever have to like hammer stuff into the mountains and stuff? Do you ever do that crazy stuff? I see things where people like climb a mountain and then they like they like, hammer in these ropes and stuff and they end up like having a tent that just sort of like... Hangs, hangs off,
1: off the side. Ha- yeah, no, then... I, that looks sketchy. I do not want to do that. That's more for like climbers. I'm not a climber. Um... No, I think you're thinking what I do is way more hardcore than it actually.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I watch your stuff on on TikTok and I see what you're up to, but I don't I know. TikTok, but is they not do you not do TikTok. And
1: it's Instagram.
0: Yeah, I know it's on Instagram. I don't have TikTok. I should get it, but I f- but they look like they're TikTok edits
1: put oh, onto your Instagram. No, they're reels.
0: Uh, I which did is try, TikTok, I try isn't
1: it? TikTok, but it's just too much. It's too much out there. I can't. Too much effort. It's just too many things to learn.
0: Oh, okay. Because what people do is they do the TikTok and then they take the TikTok and use that mm-hmm. as the reel on Instagram. Yeah, but which I thought that, that's what Instagram you
1: like, doesn't like that. Oh,
0: days. does it not? So it
1: won't... It's like inside knowledge of how to grow on Instagram, but like it doesn't push your content if you've just taken it off TikTok. Like, it has to be kind of freshly made a video <laughs>
0: No, this is great. This is great. We have loads of conversations Don't be scared of the mic. We have loads of conversations (laughs) about stuff, social media stuff like that. I guess it's because TikTok's got that watermark on it, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And and the AI probably reads it, or the algorithm probably knows it's there, and then and then um, suppresses it.
1: Yeah, something like that. I don't know. All right. Anyway.
0: So yeah, yeah, I just don't know how far you go with this stuff because you go, oh, we're off camping, we're off doing this and that, and we're up this mountain. But I rarely, I, I don't really see the home base. Or I don't think I've seen a home base. Mm,
1: So, I mean, it kind of depends where we go, but we've done, I say we, I'm talking about me and my best friend or me on my own. Um, Like, my first one was Exmoor. That was the first one I did on my own. I've done loads in Dartmoor. So Dartmoor's the only place that you can legally wild camp and Scotland Right. Everywhere else in England, it's illegal, and in Wales as well.
0: And why is that? Is it because you're destruct, like to potentially destroying it's just like, like, like habitats, landowner
1: rights? Right. It's and a lot of people that wild camp do ignore it. So the rule is you should get permission from the landowner if you want to camp. But a lot of it is owned by National Trust or you know really old generations of someone that you're never going to be able to get in contact with right um so there are kind of just rules that you kind of adhere to so be discreet just have one or two tents like don't have a party of people there um leave no trace the obvious one um just like respect it basically uh like the set up late leave early Don't like be in the way of the nature, but if you want to camp there, no one's gonna really notice if you, yeah, sort of set up at eight pm when the sun's about to set and you're in the middle of nowhere. No one's really gonna come and disturb you, and if they do, all they'll say is like, "You can't camp here," and you say, "Okay, I'll move on tomorrow." Like that's all.
0: And they go, "Uh, uh, (laughs) "You better, (laughs) you better."
1: But it's never happened to me and most people that I talk to, it's never happened to. Like, it might happen to someone who is being really risky, like camping in a field or, you know, like I wouldn't do that. I would camp, yeah, on the side of a mountain or on a moor um, or like, yeah, usually in a national park somewhere.
0: And do you ever get like, do you ever get a bit like sort of spooked? or weirded out when you're out there in these places on your own. You have a sort of worry for your safety. And I suppose you're, yeah. like, quite far out the way, aren't you? But also, you know, you'd, you'd assume that you're so far out the way that you wouldn't see anyone else. But then you also, I guess there's that, that other part of your brain that's like, what if something happened? I am so far out the way. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, so I get people asking me this all the time, which is, like, how do you get over the fear? You know, because, like... For a lot of women, we're just told, like, don't even walk on your own in your town, you know, like... Yeah. um, And the answer is, like, I, I do feel scared, like, I... I've had nights where I haven't slept at all because I've been so scared. And
0: why would you? What, what what's going on in those nights? Just weird so... noises around you, or, <laughs> or you think, oh, I thought I saw someone over there, like an hour. There
1: ago. was there was one particular camp that I was really scared the whole night, and it was because there were loads of wild horses, and I thought I was going to get trampled on. Oh. <laughs> um... um, and there it was just this one crazy horse that just kept neighing like every <laughs> like minute and it would like startle me awake right and I would get out my tent and have a look and I could just see these like eyes looking at me and I'd be like oh my god this this cow this horse is just gonna like come and trample (laughs) me kick
0: you in your sleep
1: yeah I was really like that was more scary I don't and yeah like occasionally I'll think you know oh was that a was that a footstep or but then I just think no there's literally no there's no one around and the way i think about it is i'm so far away from someone like that's pretty dedicated if someone's looking to go and like murder a young woman mm. they're not gonna they're not going over there they're not gonna walk for 2 hours in the hope that there's a tent and inside that tent hope that there's a woman on her own and it's not some like 6 foot 6 guy that she's
0: nine but Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah imagine that be like aha <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good. didn't expect that <laughs> did you
0: mate um but yeah so
1: that's how i kind of get get around it in my head i just think like
0: and also statistically <clears throat> of all the people on the planet most people are quite nice and yeah not murdering and psychopaths.
1: also most of these things happen in towns and cities which yeah. is like really not a very nice statistic but right. it's very rare that it would happen out in nature. And and, it, and I just think, like, you know, it's like anything. There are risks every single day. You can cross the road and get killed on your daily walk to work. So the, I guess the risk is, is that you're on your own and there's less help. But if you, you know, have the precautions, you know how to help, ask for help, um, you know what to do if something goes wrong, like, I think it's fine. Mm. And... So, I um, like I usually, I feel the fear, and I kind of welcome the fear because the fear is keeping me safe.
0: I welcome the fear. I
1: welcome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I can. I can. I I welcome the fear.
1: Uh, Sounds (laughs) like the like title of my book or something.
0: Yes. (laughs) Do
1: that. Uh. Yeah, and because I think a lot of people think like I'm just prancing around, like feeling no fear, and it all feels great and lovely all the time, but it doesn't. But that
0: wouldn't be fun either, would it? No. So a part of it must be. It
1: is the it's adrenaline. A bit
0: dangerous. Yeah. And it's a bit like, yeah, I could see the appeal in it.
1: Yeah. And also, I just remember like, I think people quite often are scared to feel the fear. The, right. Do you know? What I mean,
0: it's like the fear of the this fear. This is the marketing in you coming out, is it? Some people are scared to feel the fear. I mean, just keep bringing the fear in. Just keep, just keep, just keep dropping it in. Before you know it, be the, you know, I looked fear in the eye, and it blinked. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it'll be great. Fear spoke
1: to me
0: in <laughs> sleep. The fear busting podcast. Um, yeah. Um, no, brilliant.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, oh yeah, I just wanted to say like the the fear like I just wanted to finish one to say about the fear. No, you don't
0: want to use the word fear, but do it, do it, do <laughs> no, it. No, because I
1: just think it's important um because I think people like to try and escape the feeling of fear, but it's yeah. actually one of our
0: like, It's a natural thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's
1: our, one of our most basic feelings and it keeps us safe. So yeah. it's like it's fine. Don't try and run away from it, don't try and escape it. Just be like, okay is trying to tell me something mm-hmm. so I'm going to listen to it yeah. and then usually once you start like accepting the fear <laughs> it kind of goes Step away five. a little bit
0: accept <laughs> the fear I love it yeah well that's part of the anxiety thing that you're you're com- exactly. combating or becoming at one with or whatever mm-hmm. you you know spiritually your your mission when you go on these things is it, it's it's all based in fear and you you know you're accepting it and you're rolling with it you're not running from it you're sort of leaning into leaning into the fear and um and and conquering it but that's like what we were saying it's part of the part of the appeal nothing that's that's really fun Mm. is ever truly like super safe
1: yeah i think i read something the other day about like pain and pleasure how you know you don't have one without the other so like I wake up in the morning and I've survived the night. I might have been a little bit scared in the night, got a little bit of sleep. But, like, you feel this, like, sense of pride. Right. And if you've got a sunrise, it's just the most amazing thing. There's no one else around you. You feel like you're the only person on earth. And, you know, there's no signs of, like, humans <laughs> around. Um and it's just like the best feeling. And that is like the pleasure that you get from those little moments of fear that might have happened in the night or as you get set up or whatever.
0: Yeah. So it's that kind of like that, oh, I survived, I made it. Mm. Um, yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Um, so. What's the plan with the social media stuff? Like how far, like, because now you, because I see you do, you're doing the, the morning, what do they call it? Wild, what do you call it? Wild swimming. Wild
1: swimming, yeah. Wild
0: swimming. And then I saw that you were off doing weightlifting in a barn somewhere. <laughs> um, and I was like, what are we not doing? What are we not doing? So what's the, what's the big adventure? Have you got like some big sort of like main event adventure that you're going to like teasing, that you're going to go and do?
1: No. You're not going to go and do
0: like... Um, Actually...
1: My page is kind of the opposite to that. I'm trying to promote or encourage like mini adventures. Just you know, we see all these people do massive adventures, and I have I've done stuff like that before. I did um, a a hike called the West Highland Way in May, and it's like a 96 mile hike over six days where I wild camped, and it was amazing and it was really nice. But I kind of my goal is to make it accessible to people. And actually, I am in the process of creating a membership for women that want to get more confident in the outdoors. Right. Um, So that's going to be launched hopefully early next year. So my goal is like for people that maybe don't do much at the moment to kind of encourage them just to do a little bit. and. Just, I love just going wild camping for one night. Like 24-hour adventures are one of my favourite things where I just wake up on a Saturday and I'm just like, oh, I might go off somewhere. And then I pack up all my stuff, drive somewhere, camp for the night, and then I'm back like 24 hours later at home. Right. And it's just like a nice little way. You know, it doesn't require much planning. It's like you feel like you've got out into nature and then you can come back and then go back to work if you need to. Like you don't have to take... Months off and go off and do something crazy to really feel that like freedom of being out in the wild, basically. Right. So it's actually yeah, kind of the opposite of what I'm trying to do. Not to say you know I'd love to go and do a massive adventure, but I actually quite like seeing lots of different parts of the UK and just doing little
0: ones. Right. And and this membership thing is this going? Are you like going to like create an app with that or? How's that kind of going to be structured? How do you interact with that?
1: It's going to be mainly online. Um, It's going to be a website. And um, basically I'm designing these route cards. So they're like really easy to follow. Hiking routes, which are going to be all over the country. Um, And on them, it's like a step-by-step guide of where to go. It will also have like important information, like where the toilets are, and um I'm also gonna put where you can stay, where you could possibly wild camp if you wanted to, good wild swimming spots. Um just make it like really straightforward for someone that doesn't really know how to navigate.
0: Right. So it's just kind of like if you had no knowledge at all, mm-hmm. you would be able to put some interest. Say so they follow you on Instagram yeah. and and um and you put put up one of those things where it's like Ask me anything. Ask me a question or whatever. Because you get great engagement with that stuff. Like people, that's a sign of a really successful account. Is that people want to ask you. They they mm. want you to see their questions and and respond to them. And so they say so they give you ask you a question and you go well you know go to this thing and um, go to the, this membership thing and it, you everything you need there. They can go to that and without any experience or knowledge, pretty much figure out. I mean I guess there's some gear you gotta buy. Like you have so, to have some right the right clothes, I guess. Yeah,
1: so as along with the root cards, I'm also so I'm gonna do one root card a month and then I'm also gonna do um a kit guide once a month as well. So pick like hiking boots and then I'm gonna write a guide on how to find the right hiking boots for you. Oh. Or like the right raincoat. So I'm gonna do kit guides every month and then I'm also gonna do videos of other tips so how to navigate or um, how to find a local wild swimming spot or how to read the weather for a mountain and so hopefully there'll be good stuff for for you to learn right every month Um, and then on top of that I also do want to do like monthly meetups as well and create a community Um, maybe like a Facebook group or something like that where all the women that are involved can all talk to each other and meet up with each other and, you know, find another hiking buddy or ask for good routes in this area and stuff like that. So just create, like, a real cool community of women that just really want to get outside more but don't necessarily feel totally confident just to... Because it's overwhelming. Like, I've got to the point now where I find it quite easy to find a route and to do the research (coughs) and to know what kit to buy and all that sort of stuff because I've made all the mistakes over the past seven years, like I've bought shit kit and I've got lost and I've, I've done it all wrong. Right. <laughs> so I kind of have learned that way but...
0: Yeah, they can learn from your...
1: From my mistakes yeah. basically. So I'm hoping to just pass that knowledge on and give them the tools to go off either by themselves or take a friend and follow either my route cards or find have the tools to find their own local hiking routes and stuff like that um and get out like wild camping on their own and that sort of stuff basically
0: that's amazing and it shouldn't it shouldn't um it shouldn't take courage it's weird isn't it mm. the world we live in it shouldn't it shouldn't be a thing that you have to overthink yeah. to be a woman and just to go and go and sleep in a tent somewhere on your own mm. Um, so it's great that you're. This is what you're tapping into, not tapping into that specifically, but you're mm. creating a, a an entry point, I guess, that's kind of safe, um, or at least sort of responsible um, yeah. about this stuff.
1: I think it takes all the other risks away. Like you know, if I if I feel confident with my navigation, I feel like I've got the right kit. I've read the weather properly, I know what to do in an emergency, I know some basic first aid stuff. It's like I've covered most of the bases, so I feel pretty in control and anything that happens that's out of my control, it's kind of like I, there's nothing I could have done about that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I've done as much as I can and that's how I feel so confident going out on my own. And I think there's also so much information out there. It's quite overwhelming um, I so you kind can of kind want to of condense distill
0: it into
1: yeah exactly right. make it hopefully easy to understand and yeah and I'll be sort of on hand as well for people that want to ask questions and I just get so many DMs from women that are like I would absolutely love to do what you do but I just feel too scared I don't know where to start I don't know if I've got the right kit and so it'd just be nice to have this one place where everyone can be and hopefully people can help each other and stuff
0: like that um a so, community yeah, that's a dream that would be <laughs> sick and then um would you would you ever consider doing like i guess if you've got enough members then you can do an you could do an annual thing mm. where you go okay we're going to travel to i don't know the alps or somewhere a little bit further afield that yeah. you can't do in a 24 hour or a weekend thing and just do it all together
1: yeah, that would be cool. I mean imagine I imagine
0: um, that 30 of you guys up up and out. Yeah. Be chaos.
1: I mean, I don't know if I could lead that. I might need to get like a proper <laughs> international mountain leader. But no, that the hope is to kind of do um kind of retreats. I didn't really like that name, but that sort of thing, like gatherings, maybe twice or once a year, where a load of us meet up and in real life right. and I take people out on hikes and kind of teach them. Uh, stuff in real life and we have like a yoga teacher that does some yoga and like we go for a wild swim and we'll get together and kind of meet each other I think would be really nice yeah um so yeah that's kind of the plan
0: that sounds sick and I guess that's where the the career element comes into it as well because if you're doing something where you're doing a gear you're highlighting a piece of Mm -hmm. gear let's say you've got the um the latest um what is it Gore-Tex very good. Trousers uh, <laughs> and a ripstop jacket. Um, and, uh, you know, these companies are so, sooner or later are going to come to you and say, hey, we would love you to do a review of our new jacket. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then you, I guess you have to have the integrity to not just be like, yeah, I'll take it and tell you it's great.
1: Yeah. You have to be I mean, like... that's already started happening, right. to be honest. like,
0: sick, sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, have you, what are you reviewing then?
1: Well... Yeah. I'm not I'm gonna be so the company that makes the tent that I've got which I do genuinely absolutely love mm. uh have asked me to be an ambassador for them next year so they'll send they're sending me loads of cool gear that I will be putting on my Instagram and um I have to do a re- reviews for it as well um and it'd be great f- for uh the membership as well to kind of yeah use use that um yeah, it's kind of one of those things, actually, with brands partnering up. Like, it has to be something that I actually like. like
0: right, there's got to be some integrity, isn't there?
1: Yeah, which is really difficult because you do get things kind of sent to you a lot. And I only have 6,000 followers. Imagine if you had, like, 100,000 followers. Yeah. And so it, it can be quite tempting to be like, yeah, I'll do it all. Yeah. Oh, I want all the free stuff. But actually, you know, I have to remember that my goal is to kind of help people, <laughs> Right. <laughs> to help women like get outside and enjoy nature. And if I'm going to be promoting a product that I don't think is very good, then I don't want them to buy it. Like that's not the point.
0: Yeah, because eventually they'll just not trust you. Exactly. Or they'll see through what you're doing and they'll think it's a cynical thing. Mm. And, and it just defeats the whole Purpose of it, doesn't it? And yeah. So it's it, it's a very it's a, that's a short term thing, isn't it? If you, you need to play the long game with it. Yeah. Um, I get stuff like that all the time on Instagram. Do like, you? do you want to be an ambassador for this? And it's um, it's, no, i do not wear your horrible t-shirt. <laughs> Probably won't fit anyway.
1: Yeah, I get something like real hot. Oh my god, I got sent um. Uh, I don't want to offend anyone though. I'll do it. But I got, <laughs> I <laughs> Go got sent this like vegan jerky. And right. I took it on my hike. Oh, I run a hiking group as well, by the way. <laughs> um, I took it on my hiking group... Just drop group- <laughs> that in there. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I took it on my hiking group for everyone to try and no one liked it. It was disgusting. Really? Yeah. I Are you did- vegan? Mm, I was vegan for a year, but I'm not anymore.
0: Right. Why was that?
1: <laughs> um, I just really missed eating meat, to be honest.
0: Did it get in the way of, like... Um, Like hiking stuff, was it like, no. like to what you could eat and what you like the energy that you not I'm not, and it sounds like I'm a bit anti vegan looking for no. a way to discredit it. <laughs> I'm not at all. No,
1: you know what? Actually, I felt I had more energy when I was vegan, right? But I hated going out to a restaurant and only being able to eat one rubbish One vegan thing. option so i eat like mostly vegan at home and then when i eat out i'll probably get like a steak or something.
0: right well, that's all right you treat yourself don't you <laughs> yeah um fine. wicked so um when is this membership dropping what's when's the uh...
1: so the membership is called the adventure girls club
0: uh-huh.
1: um i'm working on it at the moment i'm hoping to launch it early next year but i don't have a date yet right because I don't want to put that pressure on myself.
0: Okay, (laughs) fair enough.
1: Um, But yeah, it's like very nearly there. It's very nearly ready. I just want to make sure it's good before I launch it.
0: Right.
1: But yeah, hopefully early next year. I've sort of had the idea in June this year. So it's been mulling away in my mind while working on all my graphic design work. And I've sort of been cutting that down loads more saying no to my graphic design stuff so I can work on this membership. And I'm hoping that, yeah, I'll be able to kind of run with that a bit more next year.
0: Was it a thing where you, you know, you had the idea and you went, that's really good. And then you went, but it's a bit ambitious and I'll just kind of like, Mm. just carry on with what I'm doing today or something. And it just kept coming back like, "Eh, this is really good. Did you feel it? Were you like, oh, no, I need to do this. There's something telling me really like pretty hardcore that i need to do this yeah i just couldn't deny it I was like, oh, it was like it was
1: like in the back of my mind for ages and then um you know jess Ellen's right yes She's on this
0: shout out jess shout out, out
1: jess so i'm a member of wild nice um and i was having a session with her and i just said like oh, i've just got you know this idea that i want to do something for women in the outdoors and she was like i'm so glad you said that cuz i've been thinking about you and i really think you should do this membership for women in the outdoors right. so um and then so and then i started telling people and everyone was like and you have like yeah. Yeah, yeah and then i i sort of mentioned it to an old client who's now a business coach and she was like i really want to work with you so now i'm working with her to kind of get it all set up um so yeah it was kind of when i first came up with it i was like oh this is a cool dream but I just don't, you know. You you always have those things, like, I just thought, you can't make the outdoors into a career. Like, that's not possible. People well, don't do that. Well, that was
0: the other thing I was going to ask you, is if, whether you, have you ever thought about, and I don't want to sound like I'm poo-pooing the idea, because I think it's bloody great, but have you, Is it crossed your mind that, you know, that they say sometimes if you really love something, don't make it a career? Have mm. you ever thought about, like, what your contingency plan, not, like, a plan B, because that's always really super, like, patronising, but, like what your contingency plan is for like, okay, you're running all this stuff and you're really heavily involved in that, but there's still gonna be an element of that which which will make you want to go into your own bit. So there's gonna you're gonna to have to do some of these adventures on your own, I imagine, and not have yeah. it be part of that project and it just be your own hike. For so I'm own... kind
1: of experiencing this at <laughs> Right. Because now I'm doing loads of Instagram and I started a YouTube channel as well, and I've started having to take product shots for brands. And so, when I go out on a hike now, I'm like thinking of all these things that I've got to do. And when I first started doing it, it was kind of taking the enjoyment out of it a little bit. And I thought, this is not, this isn't the point. You You've know, you bought
0: the office.
1: <laughs> yeah. To
0: the escape, right?
1: So. I've just found a way of managing it a bit better. So I'll go and I'll have like a task that I've got to do, which is, you know, I've got to get this shot for this brand or like if I'm doing a YouTube video, like I'm going to have to get a shot of me doing this. And then I'll get that shot and I'll just put my phone away and then I'll just enjoy it and I won't think about it. It's very like mindset based, I guess. Um, And I think it is going to take a bit of practice for me to get the enjoyment out of it and do the work as well. But also, I would still rather be off on a hike and having a little bit more stress than I probably usually would would on a hike trying to get a shot than being sat in an office being a graphic designer. Mm. (laughs) So for me, that's like still better. And also, I've always got graphic design to fall back on. Like, if I had to, if it all fails... Like, I know that I can do a good logo.
0: Yeah, you just you just put the word out someone and someone will go, Oh, I need my website updated.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I get back that in the game. all the time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's exactly what they all sound like. You're
0: you not going out on one of your walks, are you? Can you just send this through? Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: Sorry, sorry um, no. 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 That's um, what I've been saying recently. Out of office. Bye bye. Yeah, sorry. Bye bye, honey.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,. But yeah, it is, is, I think, something that I have thought about a lot. Like, is this going to take the love out of it for me? But I think the membership won't because I think that's, like, something that I'm really passionate about and it's kind of a bit more wholesome than just getting followers on Instagram.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but Um, it's it's one of those double-edged sword, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. the followers equal exactly money, success and fulfilment and, you know realising of dreams and stuff but also the pursuit of followers can sometimes feel a bit like a sort of an empty yeah um
1: that's really hard to get your head around as well like yeah not chasing followers all the time
0: doesn't mean that much but it does mean stuff it's weird isn't it
1: i kind of have like got into the mindset that it's a business so it's not about me personally (laughs) like i am kind of it's a business that yeah. I'm trying to turn into a career, basically. Yeah. And it's not, like you know, if I lose some followers or whatever, it's not about me, it's about like... Well, they weren't the ones no. that were
0: going to be joining in anyway if you lose them. No, exactly. So...
1: Good yeah. riddance.
0: Yeah, ciao. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, But, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely something that I'm going to have to try and get my head around a bit more. But I think just having your mindset of like, right, I've got the stuff that I need and I'm just going to enjoy it now and put my phone away. And and also I think maybe it will be good to do like one walk a month where I just don't do anything. It's just yeah. for me and yeah. I don't post it on anywhere and I don't talk about it to 21.
0: A secret walk. <laughs> Clandestine. I like it. I like it. That's probably a good play. <laughs> I think it's time to wrap this up. It's
1: way past my bedtime. I've forgotten
0: how to speak. Uh, yeah, well, all the best with the membership, and once it's all off and running and um, and successful and everything's going well, um, come back on, okay, give us an update We'll do. share some more wild stories, yeah. Um, thanks for coming on,
1: thanks for having me.
0: Bye. Big thank you to this week's guest, Alice Keegan. We are going to leave the links to her social media in the show notes description and anything relevant to this podcast in there as well, if you want to follow the giant Pod on social media, you can it is at the giant pod on twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow me on instagram, you can it's andy underscore t g p If you could leave us a review on Apple podcasts, like and subscribe that'd be great if you've got a friend who you think could do with getting out into the great outdoors and rediscovering themselves and finding some peace then please make sure you send that their way. Spotify have also just launched a rating system on their app. So if you could head over there and give us a a, a rating, that would be great. A five-star rating would be great, but whatever you feel that we deserve would be appreciated. This podcast was produced by the love child, the bastard love child of Ray Mears and Bear Grylls, Mr. Harry Williams. We will see you next time on The Giant Pod. Thank you very much. Catch you next time.